I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. It's not a special sauce. It's, it's, it's hard work, be a good person, and, and, and don't fuck people over. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baypyong. Welcome to the second episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster and welcome to the show. For those of you who are new to the show, um, Hustle Share is a podcast that wants to share the hustles of outstanding people in their own profession or their own business to remove the stigma that my hustle is better than your hustle. What we want to be able to show and do here in this, this podcast is that we can actually learn from each other's hustle, regardless of your position in life, regardless of your title, regardless of how much money you make, or regardless of your definition of success. In this episode, we will be featuring a very good friend of mine as well. Uh, just like the first episode where we featured Magellan Petalino, we're going to be sticking uh, to the, the, the theme, which is tech and business, because that's what my immediate network. Um, in this episode, we are going to be discussing a lot of things with the hustle of an entrepreneur. You didn't hear that wrong. 
Yes, I said entrepreneur. What is an entrepreneur? We'll be hearing that in this episode. And our entrepreneur in this episode, his name is Mr. Iba Bernardo. He is the CEO of I Am Cardboard PH. He's also the CEO of Seri Software Solutions. Technically, um, I, had car- I Am Cardboard PH is an end-to-end virtual reality solutions provider. The most recent uh, and the most popular work they've done is that they've created a VR experience of the Philippines' uh, most popular hero, or national hero, in Jose Rizal, where you get three perspectives of what it's like to be in his shoes, to be in the shoes of his shooter when he was executed, and what it felt like to be in the audience during that moment in time when Jose Rizal was executed. We're also going to be talking about how Eva was able to hustle his way from being a video game geek or addict, he said, um, to create that into a 20-year career revolving around technology and all over geekiness. We're also going to be talking about how he was able to hustle his way to be part of three companies and still have other companies on the side which are all profitable. This is going to be a very, very interesting and geeky conversation. And we're going to begin the episode right now. Okay, welcome to Hustle Share episode two. We are with a very good friend of mine, Miss E. Mister Miss, Miss What? Sorry, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> Mister okay, Eva it, it, Bernardo. It's only your third episode, so yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go. My bad. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Okay, Eva. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks. It's an honor to be number three. Yes. No, well, number three number on two. your list. Number two. Number three in terms of episode because. First one was a monologue, which is totally weird because I'm so so used to talking to people. But uh, now you're again you're you're high up on the list in terms of people that I really wanted to know. Um, Iba, again, you're very interesting because you're involved in so many things, and I actually never I, I've known you for a while. I don't know what the main thing is and what the side thing is. It look all looks main to me. So first thing is I'm Muslim. Okay. Right. And Muslim startup founders are very different from non-Muslim startup founders. It's interesting. You know why? Why? Because you can have four wives. Mm. <laughs> there you are. So <laughs> we're predisposed to be able to do uh, <laughs> multitasking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just wow! Kidding. Wow! That's So what drives me is that I feel. I don't, you probably don't know this, but, and you don't know this reference, but you know Buck Rogers? Nope. No. Sorry. So, when <laughs> I was crickets. growing up, okay. there were four TV stations, right? Okay. And everybody watched the same stuff. Like yep. at 5 p.m., na 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 And Batman, after that, right. you'd have Wonder Woman. And yep. Buck Rogers was also one of those things. Hey. This guy from the 80s, he's mm-hmm. an astronaut, and he gets frozen in time. Like, he gets... Like, like Captain America. Like, like Futurama. Futurama, okay. Right? So I grew up in a time where I was the remote control. I grew up in a time where in um, TV was furniture. Like they were made out of wood. Yes, they were massive. Yes. 
Uh, Big chunk of whatever. Yeah. yeah. When we had freaking silent movies, homemade silent movies, right? Like uh, 8mm cameras. It took wow. months before you would see the footage because you'd have to send it somewhere to get yeah, developed. Yeah, have developed. Right, right. So that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Right? I am... It's classic Atari days. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am 42 years old. Mm-hmm. And every freaking day I wake up like I'm Buck Rogers or like I'm Fry from Futurama. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my God, I'm living in the future I imagined. Yes. So that, that's, that's, that for me is why I am just constantly blown away. And like, I, I, I'm in a time capsule and now I'm talking to my house. Yeah. Right? Now I have VR. I'm, I'm, I'm creating realities. Now I am bringing a freaking like computer that's more powerful than the computer that yeah, launched yeah. the Apollo rocket in oh. my pocket. Holy right? Shit. Yeah, yeah. So everything, I'm easily amused because no, I am yeah. from the past. <laughs> true, true. And that's what I, I, that's why I wanted you here this early. Because you're genuinely curious and you're, you always seem to have, you're always to be ahead of the game. Like, we were, we were talking about stuff and what the hell is he talking about again? And then five years on, three years on a row, like, oh, I heard that from you. That is so crazy. It's a, it's difficult to be a dreamer and 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 be a time traveler. Right. I, I think I'm a time traveler. You're Marty McFly in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult because it's all about the timing. Yes, true. Right? Timing I mean, you know everything. that. Yes. No matter how hard you hustle, no matter how great your concept, your platform is, if your timing isn't awesome. right, you're going to lose. And I've seen, you're absolutely correct. I've seen startups here in the Philippines that they had this, 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 it's the same shit. It's just that they were too early in the game. Perfect example, a good friend of ours, Michael Mondi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tripid, right? Started, he started what Uber and Grab and Ancas are doing now. But he was just too early in the game. There's too many obstacles that he had to overcome. And he became the sacrificial lamb. Though... That's debatable, yeah. right? I mean, Mike is awesome, yep. and that guy can hustle. True. Um, but, man, he didn't have deep pockets. True, because, again, it was too early in the game, too. Nobody wanted to throw money because... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's timing also. But, I mean, if you're going to look at the guys you mentioned, yeah, these guys are, like, multinational, right? Yeah. Um, they've got a gajillion dollars funding them and they have long-term vision yeah startup guys like us mm-hmm. with the funding pool available in our country yeah um you gotta be you gotta be self-sustaining mm. after a few years true and that they, they say that the average year is if you make it past year three you're gonna be okay yeah yeah, yeah. So you got to have that, 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 that revenue rhythm yeah. because our, our investors aren't as, I mean, it's, they're not as big on risk as yeah. other investors. No, but imagine if Mike was around at, say, a couple of years ago, instead of three, four or five years ago, he would have had the same resources. I've seen startups, I think, in our very first episode, Magellan, he's raised X amount, millions of dollars in the Philippines. I think you're right. I think 
if like after, but this is all 2020, yeah, right? right like, poor right. Mike. Uh, I mean, he's doing well, but if he had come in or he was at a certain scale, not massive scale, right? when Uber and Grab were having their competition, yeah, he could probably have He could have it. been the dark horse yeah. that yeah. stole the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he got acquired by any of those dudes too. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I think so what we're talking about was <laughs> um, Yeah, time traveling. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just love living in this, this, this era of uh, just mind-blowing innovation mm -hmm. and you dream it and mm -hmm. it can it can happen what was your first foray into creating because so you basically you would describe yourself as a creator by default <laughs> yeah i okay. guess yeah, yeah yeah what was your first foray into creating something I mean, when I was in kindergarten. Holy God! No, no, not far off. <laughs> no, like, I mean, what I meant was like uh, into a company, and and oh, okay. you saw that. All right, this is something I want to do for a living as a something. What what did you go into a job that allowed to to learn that first, or did you really create a company first and then you you rolled from there? I'm trying to I'm trying, I'm trying to work out the chronology in my head. Okay. Okay. So I started out. So I love video games. Yes, everybody does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would be playing with my PlayStation One. I mean, I, I missed like freaking exams because of that. PlayStation <laughs> yes. I, I, I know some people who were sent to rehab. Yep. Because of the Bandersnatch ish. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine was like. His parents were in the province. Right. And his parents were calling all of his classmates, his friends. Have you seen blank? Yeah. And let's just call him Joe. Have you seen Joe? And then um, and the people started looking for him. And obviously he was playing in like the arcade, right? Mm. But he hadn't gone home. And so his parents brought him home, put him into rehab with a whole bunch of addicts. Hey. And he was like, I'm not an addict. I'm not an addict. But yeah, the first step is you have to admit you're... Yeah. You're like a drug addict, he right? Help. Yeah. So finally he said, All right, I'm, I'm a drug addict. And he started like asking me <laughs> just so that he could get out of it. But anyway, from those round TVs, yeah. four TV stations, and being able to interact with TV, that kind yeah. of blew my mind, right? So I, I started playing around with uh, old programming, logo. Uh, this is old school stuff, right? So Code you code you code by default as well. Uh, I mean, not well, right? Yeah. Enough to get like what what? Are you a professional podcaster? Not nah. nah. like, but I, you're doing it. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like so, like enough to understand the technology, yeah. enough to make something that looks really crappy. Yeah. And then have somebody like help me out and make it better. Like but a, the idea is there. like an MVP, a minimum yeah, viable yeah, product yeah. for those people. Exactly. So startup people, we always do that. We do we're 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 using this playbook called the Lean Startup Methodology. That you don't have to create a wonderful, you know, palace. You just need to create a prototype that's usable enough for people to actually use it or throw money at it. Yep, yep. So video games. Okay, going back. All right, yeah. let, let's let's tie this up. So I would play video games all the time. Okay. And my mom would always get pissed. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're always playing those video games. But it, 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 it was like mind-blowing, right? All the way up. So I joined the Debate Society 
debate yeah. from video games to debates. Um, oh. because my my parents are both debaters. Okay, so in the I, blood per se. Yeah. yeah, I know, but that's the only way you can kind of assert yourself <laughs> in the family if you have yeah. logical arguments Got and you it. have okay. the, 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 the Australasian method of uh, You don't do ad nauseum and all these fallacies yeah. in between. Okay. Okay, so I told my mom that I got a job writing about video games. Mm, so Wow. Uh, I started How writing How do you even find that here in the Philippines where that industry did not exist? That's a hustle in itself. Yeah. How did I find... My, one of my good friends was like one of the people who brought in PC Mag. PC Mag. That's old school, right? Wow. And then uh, he moved to Summit and he was editor for Games Master. Wow. And we were living the life, man. Yeah. So I was writing for them, going home, playing video games. I did the first Ragnarok guidebook. We did like... Level up Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Pouring. So I, 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 I was like bossing around uh, uh, game masters and oh, make me this rare item because in, in, a, in a test server, we're having the, the time of our lives, wow. man. Um, and that gave me access to people like... Ron Schaffner, who created Warcraft. Warcraft? Holy shit. We flew. I I got I was the only one with a a USB, so. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to fly to E3 uh, and interact with all these great people. So we got into the video game industry. We started working on animation. Uh, We worked on a whole bunch of AAA titles. Uh, I'm not sure. There are a lot of NDAs, but we've worked on hundreds of games. Wow. And we grew from a small company in my parents' attic. You know, open You're out of co- garage. Yeah, an attic. attic. You're, you're at the top. Yeah. Okay. In the Philippines, there's no garage. There's no garages. You have storage space on top, yeah. right? Like... Or an extra room somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the, the whole deal, like right. old computers... The, the casing off, electric fans blowing into them. Yeah. Uh, mix Dial match. up. Yep. Mix match of your old parent, uh, yeah. your parents' old furniture. And we grew that to around 40 seats. 40 people doing games yeah, in an yeah, industry yeah. that did not even exist. What year was this, if you don't mind me asking? That was... Early 2000s? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, there's no industry. There's no GDAP here yet. I think GDAP was pretty new. So yeah. um, then we got... Uh, we started working with... Uh, we, we, we realized that we couldn't be mom and pop anymore. Yeah. You have to have structure somewhere. Like, I was going to the bank on a motorcycle. Yeah. And withdrawing cash. Both loads of it. Yeah, and putting it in my backpack and then driving back to the office and like, (laughs) you know, like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Like, what is this business? (laughs) It reached a point where it, like, uh, the Department of Homeland Security start flagged our account (laughs) because my name is Ibrahim. I'm getting all this money. Wow. So we were were clueless. Yeah. Um, So we said, all right, we got to start becoming a bit more professional. So, we got some investors. We moved to an office in Makati. And 
now, when my mom sees me playing, I mean, I'm, she's still my mom is still my mom, no matter how old of you course, are. Of course, of course. She sees you playing video You're games. You're still a baby boy. She's in like, their eyes. Well, he's working. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how. That's the first thing I created. That's how I started creating. Yeah, and that's where we're kind of I, I I started. This is a great conversation, but let's take a quick break. After we come back, we'll discuss how Iba went from creating video games to creating his hustle now. Back after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. Um, we're still with Iba Bernardo. Iba. Uh, what up? Okay. Um, Iba, okay, so you mentioned before the break that, again, you're, you're a creator by default. You, you did video games. And now I'm trying to, I'm very curious because when I met you, you were doing Sari. Right. And it's like, how did I'm trying to make sense of it? And how did you come from video games to Sari? And what was the motivation behind that? Actually, that's exactly like a chapter and a half after the video games. Okay. So financial crisis hits. Okay. Um, the local market is getting stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, we make a decision in the company to start mm -hmm. creating products. Mm -hmm. that support BPOs, KPOs. Okay. Uh, and at that time, I was a little burned out. Okay. So I started doing things on the side. Um, a friend of mine invited me to join an organization called the Manila JCs. JCI. Yeah. yeah JC. Which chapter? Manila. 
Manila. I heard that's the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not the suit wearing, yeah. <laughs> fancy spancy kind of guy. I ride a. I'm a huge guy who wears a who rides a scooter every day. Not just a scooter, by the way. It's a Vespa. It's a, a beat up apocalypse Vespa. Yeah. Um. So. It wasn't a good fit, but the guy who invited me, I couldn't say no to, right? Yeah. Like, this guy had supported me, uh, my geek vices, and I've known him since I was in high school. Yeah. And he's been just, like, like almost a mentor to me. Uh, I don't know if you know Charles Powell. Uh, oh, really humble, quiet guy, but he set up Digital Walker Beyond the Box. Oh my god! He's got this awesome story. He had a small little chunget in Green Hills, like a then little grew, little hall, his... little kiosk in one of the hallways. And I would get—I won't tell you what I used to buy from him. <laughs> but why didn't you go to Green Hills in that Green era? Green Hills is the shit till now. Vera Mall. If you look at that, it's just the best toy. It's fancy right now. Yeah. Right, but. So I would buy stuff from him, and he just went all in, all in, all in, all in. And yeah. now he's got, I think he's going to hit 100 stores this year. Yeah, and I think his office is the one in Cobal. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to his office. I tried to sell him a chatbot before. I yeah, yeah. So Charlie uh, wow. and Howard, uh, it, and even their sister and their mom, it was all like, you know. So I couldn't say no to him. Okay. And he also, he brought in his brother Howard into JC. Okay. So we go to, and then to become a JC uh, member, you have to do a baby JC project. A baby JC. So, okay, this is a hustle because I've known about JCs, but I have no idea what JCs actually do. So a baby JC project, it's like your initiation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like, well, we can go into like, or actually this is another topic, yeah. like organizations, network building, right. how to hustle. But so... Me, I didn't go in there for that purpose. I went there because I couldn't say no to yeah, Howard. And, you're forced to it, sort of. Yeah. yeah. And I go to first meeting, they're all in suits, and they get angry at me because I'm in jeans. and You know what I mean? And yep. I'm like, oh, man, this thing sucks. Um, there's like a leadership exam and all this <laughs> weird stuff. But but when you cut through all of the processes and things that, that I wasn't too into, to become a JC member... Okay. You have to do an outreach project. Ah, that's why they're always out there doing that. That is core. Uh, the JCs helped rebuild the Philippines after World War II. Wow. That, that was, you know, these were young entrepreneurs who were rebuilding a country. That's the core. So, and they just carried it on as yeah. a tradition from one generation to another. Yes. Wow. Okay, so... We go to Smoky Mountain because there's a target area that they saturate. Okay. And I'm there and we're looking and we're kind of doing an ocular, trying to figure out what it is uh, that we're going to do. And the things that my, you're you're assigned a group. Yeah. And my group was with Charlie's brother. Yeah. And yeah, the ideas were like, oh, we can do like a nutritional thing for mothers. Right. We can do uh, medical dental. We can do what something like that. And, and I was like, eh. So it just seemed kind of, if I was a doctor, I'd be into it. If I was a lawyer, I would give yeah. like free money. You're a legal. video game geek. So yeah. I gravitate to this small like 
10 peso an hour, no aircon, piso driven cyber ah. cafe. Right? And I see these kids and they're scavengers. Yeah. And they're playing like, was it Dota? Counter. Or Counter sure. or something yeah. like that. And I'm just so interested in these kids because I'm a geek, I'm a gamer. You gravitate towards your, tri your tribe. Yeah. yeah. So this is my tribe, but a different demographic of it. Correct. And you know, I get home and I keep on thinking, like, what? Like, I'm so curious okay. as to what these kids do. Because you're a, you live on Smoky Mountain, eight stories of garbage. Yeah. And you're... You're, you know how to use a computer. You're playing video games. And I'm thinking there must be something there, right? There, you, you, there must be potential there. So we come back and I pitch this idea. And when I have an idea, I get really psyched about it. Yeah, right? yeah. So I pitch the idea we're in. We teach these kids how to blog about their lives. Mm. Uh, I think this is about almost 10 years ago. 2009 wow. probably. Vlogging. Blog, vlog, video, photo. Vlogging did not exist yeah. during that time. Again, so again, this is like you're you're doing yeah. that time time travel thing, and you're way ahead of the game. Uh, so we've got a lot of geek friends. Uh, yep. We work with a foundation there, and we get these third generation scavengers that are scholars, smart kids. Wow! And every week we bring in web developers like uh, Bing. Bing, right, Bing right. Bing yeah. Thousand Minds. Uh, and he taught them like SEO. And then we and these are real in... hard skills that, dude, if you learn that, uh, even the basics of it, you can actually survive and have a proper yeah, yeah. job. Uh, we brought in award-winning cinematographers to help them shoot. Wow. The videos we got sponsors from Olympus and nikon thanks to howard and charlie wow so th this idea of you became sort of like a mission now like a vocation yeah yeah like, that was the turning point like boom so it was geeky it was technology it was creating right but it was impacting other people you know what i mean like yes. it kind of got what i was doing with video games but it added to it it added another layer so after that, I started like, uh, so that was successful. It like won awards. These kids, they created some great content. One was a food blog of wow. like, uh, I got uh, Vince Galanco, Vince, went in Manila. Yes. He went there uh, and he taught the kids how, how to like uh, blog and gave them tips. Yeah. Uh, we got, I mean, just, it was every week wow. where these kids would come in and learn something new. And what are those kids now? I'm just curious, like. A lot of them, I think majority went to college. They're friends on Facebook. Uh, one has a K-pop blog. Another has a... Wow. But another had a food blog of like Good Eats in Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Uh, one was blogging about like uh, high fashion. Wow. Uh, and, and then a couple are working with Gawad Kalinga now. Um, so Paying it forward. And yeah. also... Well, not paying it forward. They should be. I mean, they, they deserve. They deserve it. The buck should stop with them. But true. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're all of a sudden, because of that exposure. Well, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for it. Actually, these kids. These kids hustle, right? Yeah. They, 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 they're the epitome of it. But I hope that I was able to 
spark their imagination with gave him an opportunity, the, you know, exposure I, and connections yeah. and the people they'd meet that they wouldn't have usually met. True. And that's sometimes what we all need. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. someone someone to actually plant that seed within us that you can actually be someone that you don't know you can be. Yep. Exactly. I had a guy. Was there's uh, is that Howard or Charlie um for you to, to to who sparked that seed to open up more doors or is there someone else? Um, well, I mean, they're, they're one of it. I, I just love, I, I, I fall in love easily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have room I for have, four wives, so yeah, that's that yeah. should be. I have no safety net. No, no. Okay. Um, it was, so that's kind of where the fusion happened. Okay. And then I joined the, I was asked, I started teaching in Belibid in prison. Wow. Uh, and then this is stuff I would do on my weekends, right? Finally, I got invited by Jim Ayala. Uh, he had left Ayala land and he had set up something called the Solar Energy Foundation. And this was wow. the pivot in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we vi- he asked me if I could drive around the country on a motorcycle and visit off-grid communities, uh, 6,600 kilometers over 19 days. Like what a visiting, big bike. Yeah, visiting the most remote areas like Agusan Marsh, floating schools, uh, Zamboanga, Sibugay, uh, Apari, all over the place. It's Through wonderful. land, rural. Rural, land, motorcycle, pump boat, any, like, any wow. means. And actually, so, so I did that and every, you're spending hours by yourself, you know, on the road just thinking. And every remote community we would visit, there was a Sari Sari store. And yes. once you bring, and even the remotest island would have connect, not connectivity, but they would have signal. So what they would do is, like, everybody in that community, they would get, get their cell phones every day, give it to one guy who would, like, get on a boat mm-hmm. or take on his little boat. Yeah. to the mainland and have their cell phones charged and then sure. come back with the boat and then they would have their phones, right? And they would pay like 50 pesos or something. To the, to yeah, the yeah. But these are Nokia phones, like not Nokia, yeah. like feature phones. So the battery life is a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're indestructible. Yeah. So they would be shuttling that. And the minute yeah. we gave them these, these, these uh, gel pa- German technology solar right. panels and like these gel batteries and lights, yeah. They now can charge your phones at home. Wow, that's a big thing. So now that you've got power, what next? And that, that the whole trip, I was saying, what next? What next? What yeah. next? That was about then. That was about the same time like we got my dad an iPad, right? And and my dad can't use a computer for shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> like he's the kind of guy who would like ask his secretary to print emails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like, there's still some dudes yeah. that I know that 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 still do that so when but when we got him an ipad all of a sudden he's a digital native right he's a millennial he's tagging (laughs) pictures he's taking selfies he's sending me ted talks he is the user interface of the ipad compared to a computer yeah is like leaps and bounds ahead true it's so natural correct so those thoughts were kind of bouncing around in my head 6,600 kilometers later. That's a lot of thinking that you're going to do. And all the places we meet up with these local like guides and, 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 and 
community leaders, they're all saris, always a sari sari store. So the most sustainable-ish business in those remote communities okay. is that sari sari store. That's the entry point. That's the entry point. That's the tambayan. That's the news uh, right. center. That's the, the chisme center. The chisme well. <laughs> center. That is the 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 nightlife. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Everything is 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 that small store. So when I get done, I'm thinking, what next? Okay. On the flip side, I'm gone. 16 days, my yeah. partners realize, you know what? You're not that important anymore. <laughs> oh. Not in a bad way. Like okay. I, I'd all, I, I had kind of been looking for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we'd grown the video game company yeah. and it was pretty steady and I was no longer into video games anymore because okay. I, you get tired of like, if you're a chef, you know, smelling the same food every day. I, I know exactly how it feels. So. Going back, back to my experience, party oh, yeah, file. Clubbing. Party <laughs> file. Everybody thought like, oh, Ron, you're going to have a party again. I was done after two years. I go there because it's work. It's because I need to I need to do this. But in reality, if I go to the club before just to hustle, I'm literally at yep, the corner yeah, yep. just smoking a cigarette. Yep. And nine times out of ten, I'm usually wearing black and I'm pretty buff as well. People think I'm a fucking bouncer. <laughs> it's like, Kuya, where's the where's the CR? Like, I don't know. You figure it out. I'm not a bouncer, bro. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was just looking for something. And at that that was about 2012, maybe? No, no, or 2010, some, wow. some around so, that time. Start of this 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 decade. Yeah. And that's also the time where mobile became, be, it was starting to become the thing. Yep, yep. So I met some people, uh, some great guys who supported the journey. I mm. knew I didn't want to do a foundation, right? Okay. Because you got to, it's difficult to keep on asking people for money, right? True. Even if it's a great cause, like, with the Buhay Ko thing, those were one-off, but that, that was the, the Smoky Mountain. Yeah. But it, like, every time you call someone up asking them, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm helping these people out, yeah. you know that they're going to, at some point, they'll be like, hey, I know Eva, but, you know, the, 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 how many people are you going to help out, right? Yeah. So I needed a way to make it sustainable. Okay. Um, I knew it had to be a business. Of course, um, someone's got to pay the bills, and it's not going to be a cause where you're always going to be raging like, "Hey, I need money. I need to keep doing this." So, that's kind of where the idea of Sari started. Okay, and um, some of the the people who who supported the Right for Life um, asked me what I did, and. I, I told them what my history was, tech journalist, blah, blah, yep. blah. But my, but, I got, but my passion was kind of doing these things, helping people out. But yeah. I was kind of bummed that they were one-offs. Mm. You so, wanted sustainability and longevity with it. So one of them, this guy named Jun C. Okay. Super, this is luck. Complete yeah. luck. He, his company, they touch like half a million Sari Sari stores. 
And he's at that point where, you know, we want to strengthen these stores. We want to make them better. If you have any ideas. And you, you're walking around with this big idea in your head yeah. that you wanted to do. And a week later, I give him a call. like, And I'm like, hey, are uh, you free for a chat? I swing by mm -hmm. and I tell him my idea and he goes, let's do it. So he's Boom. Like, Wow. And now from that point to where you guys are now, just rough numbers is basically how many Sari Sari stores are you guys enabling with your technology and how's, how's Sari doing so far? I, that's a difficult question because, actually, let's, let's go to how Sari doing so okay. far. Last mile is the most difficult. Of course. So bringing something to a Sari Sari store required a lot of things, partnerships with uh, yeah. Telco to provide cheaper or free connectivity for the app, partnerships with a uh, hardware manufacturer, like we partnered with Intel to deploy these things. And so they gave us a lot of support when wow. it came to the handsets, but they pulled out of the mobile market because they had to pivot. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of things involved as well as having a fleet of guys on motorcycles yeah. going out there and bringing the stores to Nanai. So that's if we did it on our own. On our own, we got a couple thousand. Wow. That's just our deployment, but it reached the point we're in, we're in, I was just managing motorcycle guys and loans because you're not gonna, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just looking at spreadsheets. So we thought this model works, okay. but we were unhappy mm. because we weren't creating. We were, we were managing yeah, logistics and distribution. Redundant and whatnot. Okay. So now we have these big companies asking us, hey, you created these software solutions that no, someone who's never used a computer, a 65-year-old yeah. nanai yeah. uh, in a remote community can figure out how to use. We've got these kinds of people. They, they are delivery men. They are our riders on motorcycles, can you make uh, uh, something for them? Now you gotta remember, this is, this is like 2012, right? This is before- This is pre-Ankas, this yeah. is pre-Gralamu, yeah. Lazada. Which is right now, it's normal. Yeah, so talking about timing, this is all about the timing, yeah. right? Um, so we go there, and we start making apps for these big companies. And I spend most of my time in BGC. Again, I, I'm not comfortable in these suits and these environments. Yeah. Um, but basically, we're, we've set up shop in BGC. Okay. And we're, we're, we're deploying with multinationals and we're deploying with telcos. Mm. And that also makes us unhappy okay. because our objective was digital literacy, financial literacy. Yeah. And it's not in line to that core. And the team, I've got a brilliant team. Yeah. Uh, and they've all invested time 
to help these micro entrepreneurs. But now they're spending a lot of time creating solutions for people who can afford it. Yeah. So we, we, we pivot, right? Which we is, created, yeah. we, 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 we realize we pivot not only for financial reasons, right. but more for like, why am I here reasons? That's, that's deep. And a lot of startups go through that. Yeah. yeah. Because eventually through slogging through work, you just realize you hit a wall. And no matter how much you push, you're actually just digging deeper through your own grave. Yeah, yeah. Right? And our, our, our success, if your success metric is helping out micro entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that is like you're onboarding two or three a month, but you're onboarding 500 bigger stores. But that's yeah. not your success metric, right? I mean, no. it's like you live in the Philippines and you're getting paid in like Martian money. Yeah. Right. You get a billion, whatever Martian money yeah. it, it is. It's not worth shit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's worth it if you're in Mars. Yeah. Uh, so we, what we decide to do is we spin off the revenue generating, the, the stuff other startups would want yeah. to another company. And we get investors for that. Mm. who have a sales team and they're out there selling it. Globe yeah. is selling our solutions as my shopkeeper. It doesn't, we, ah. so we productize everything that we can productize Got that it. we have developed. So it also pays the bills. I mean, someone's got to pay the yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind taking less. a lot less if I don't have to go to those meetings. <laughs> got it. You know what I mean? Who's doing that now though? I mean, uh, someone's got to do that. Yeah, right? so we've got, uh, well, we, part of the team, uh, when I say team, it, it's really just one person because yeah. it's all productized already, okay. is managing that. But then we're integrated into a bigger company mm -hmm. um, who is in the middle of being integrated into another bigger company. So I'm not sure, but they're, they're like regional distributors of software. Right. So they wanted soft, their yeah. own software. Like they, they were tired of selling other people's software. So it was a good fit. And they were tired of doing enterprise level, which takes forever. And they wanted to, to go in and sell something that they could like call a their SaaS. own. Yes. But Got their it. own system. Got it. Um, so it was great synergy. So yeah, if you want, if you you have a little bake shop and you want a solution, yeah. go to Globe, get my shopkeeper. There you go. Um, you can get with a plan. And what you made for itself. the Sari Sari store, but basically full suite now. Yep. You yep, can install yep. that into. To and it. yeah. So, oh, and then the, the third thing it gave, the other IP we had created. Yeah. We were working with partners like Happinoy. Yes. Shout out, Mark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Which and, technically you're in the same realm, just doing and solving a different problem. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what we love. Which yes. is creating solutions, right? Not, yes. not the managing deployment and logistics. And we're also working with uh, other groups uh, that are creating great solutions for these Sari Sari stores. But we don't ma mind our brand not being there. Yeah. So like we'll they'll use the POS element of software we had created. Imagine a Sari Sari store having a POS. Yeah, How yeah. How fucking so, cool is that? So when you ask 
how many have we deployed to? Yeah. Uh, maybe under 10,000, but that data doesn't 10, matter. 10,000 though. Yeah, but that data doesn't matter because I don't get granular information. I can't connect with them. It's our software that is. True, but that impact of equipping them rather than zero and having like yeah. a, a ledger that your nanai would fucking yeah. use, it's already a big step towards helping them out. 10,000, but they're not all nanais. <laughs> okay, like, there's dudes, tatais. <laughs> no, 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 but they're not, I mean, they're being used by like uh, yeah. SMEs, ah. right? So I've got another company that we started that makes SME solutions. There you go. So that is my other route going back to Nanai. So we're looking at stores that are one step higher, no, two steps higher. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that feed the micro entrepreneurs. Wow. Uh, and we're doing, so talking about timing, it's yeah. all about the timing. When we started the cheapest mobile phone. Yeah. And the specs were kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or kind of crappy. Sorry for lack of better terms. Was like 15,000 pesos. Yeah. That's the cheapest, right? That's still a lot of money though. Back then. Yeah. Now, technology has improved so much. Yeah. The cost of these great devices are ridiculous. The best, one of the best phones out there now is the Xiaomi Pocophone. Yeah, the Pocophone. They say, they call it the... Feature phone killer. Dude, it's got a Qual uh, Snapdragon 845 SOC, which wow. is the same as the S9, the Pixel 3, and it's selling for 16,000 pesos. Are you kidding me? I have an S8. So that you mean that is more powerful than my current phone? That's, just like and the camera like, has won like this, this million vote uh, tweet competition instagram competition by marquez that 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 vlogger yeah um so i think i think it came in second it kicked the ass wow. of the iphones uh the pixels and whatnot yeah. that's the one of the best phones around yeah so it's all about the timing so yeah. now our solutions we've deployed to like we're deploying gps solutions yeah. we're deploying solutions for like uh at the test who touches a thousand Sari Sari stores, wow. but needs, uh, but I'm not like, I'm just like more strategic now. Like okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a founder, but yeah. I'm not day to day. Okay. And what I want to know in the, uh, after the break is you, you're, you're, you're doing so many things. And I want to know is how you manage to, to do so many things, what type of partners you want to do, uh, work with and how you really pick and choose what you want to do. More of that after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode You should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter As you grow your own startup Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level As you grow your employees And this bundle is your key to freedom Including payroll outsourcing to experts A subscription to timekeeping and attendance software And government compliance services Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Corner has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Welcome back. We are in the last part of the show. In this portion, we're going to do a 
deep dive time uh, how Eba manages to be in, 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 in so many things and he still gets to do things. So um, Eba, just curious. So now I, you're mainly, by the way, congratulations. Thank you're you. now into virtual reality. Again, future shit, dude. Like how you just want an anvil and a boomerang. Two anvils. Two anvils Excuse too. Me. One for you and one for Mar- Marco. <laughs> <laughs> just to put things into perspective, anvils are like the Oscars of creative or ad agencies here in the Philippines. Right? People, agencies go through so much shit just to get to one of those. And this guy won two. Two, not one, but two. Take me, Iba, to how you went from Sari to now doing virtual reality, I am cardboard, and to all the hustles that you're doing. Just let's start with that, I guess. How many things are you doing actively? What's your main hustle and what are your side hustles? Because that's something we need to define. Okay. You know, what gets do a lot of your time and what are the things you do passively? Um, now it's a lot simpler. Okay. Now it is 80% of my time is focused on virtual reality. VR. Immersive You are ready player one yeah. in the flesh. Um, but it was totally different two years ago. I yeah. would say 20% of my time was VR because 20, two years ago, it was my passion project. Okay. Two years ago was when we did the joint venture. We had productized everything. Okay. And... I woke up and I wasn't freaking out about salaries. I wasn't freaking about freaking out about rent. I had way too much time. Wow. Yeah. So two years ago, I set up a motorcycle dealership because the Ayala Group had just KTM. partnered. Yeah, had just partnered up with KTM, and I was like, I want to be part of this. They're making mo- these beautiful motorcycles in the Philippines. Yeah, I believe in it. I believe and it's in made that. here. It's creating local jobs. Yep, yep. And um, I was like, how can I be a part of this? So wow. set up a dealership. We're on our second year. This year... How uh, many... I've seen a couple of them in the south. Yeah, yeah. So we're in, we're, we're, we're in uh, Sukat. It's called yes. Biker Box. Uh, we're KTM Paranaque. God, that's... Yeah, okay. I've seen one of them, yeah. And they're affordable. You can get a KTM, this Austrian motorcycle, for 150 something thousand or 160,000 pesos. I mean, you don't have to pay that in cash. You can get like a. a oh, yeah. A, I would a, rather you pay in installment because yeah. we make more money that <laughs> way. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Economies of yep, sale. Yep, right yep. Because you don't make more money on the bike. True, true. People hate the, that. Even in car dealerships, the margins are too car, small. Cash. Yeah. Nope, I don't want to. Nope, nope, nope. There's no interest in there. Yeah. All right. So that, I said yes to that. Uh, my good friend and really great guy, Jay Tarok, uh, yep. he's a Peabody award winning journalist. Yep. Um, he, it was the first time he set up something on his own. Yes. Uh, he, we moved from motorcycle diaries and during the whole, I was helping out, I was consulting with motorcycle yeah. diaries, telling some stories with them. Um, so he set up something called Ride PH. Ride PH. Because the Philippines has one of the has the fastest growing motorcycle market in the region. Really? Beyond the Vietnams and they have plateaued. We're ah. growing forty percent 
or it's like almost 40% year on year. Wow. Uh, in like, I'll give you an example. In like in some ridiculous stats, and I'm, I'm, I'm making it up, but you'll get the gist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in Indonesia, like there is two motor, one motorcycle for every two, for every two Indonesians. In the that Philippines, ratio. yeah, wow. there's like one is to like 20. So there's a lot of room to grow. And and you can see it now, the impact of how motorcycles are. I've tried Angkas myself. I It's a lifesaver. Yeah. Angkas rocks, man. I mean, yes. price, efficiency. Uh, it just gets it done. You get there faster. Gets it done. But it scared the living fuck out of me. In the first time, it's like I was trembling. I've never gone fucking piggybacking on someone, but... Dude, after that, better than a cup of coffee in the morning. Absolutely, it scares the living fuck yeah. out of you, but it gets it done. It's I can't. I did it like five times now. Yeah, and every single time it bailed me out of going super late in a meeting. You're a little mucky after. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you you made it. So, so yeah, so it it's empowering people. Yeah, it is a source of livelihood. It yeah. is giving people opportunities and that's i love more and, and, and it saves time it takes up less space on the road yeah. there's so many great things about motorcycles I'm, that's what ride ph is about it's okay. about motorcycle empowerment like, empowerment lifestyle and like just education okay so that's but, important yeah it's really important because i've seen a stat that only like two percent of, of motorcycle that they went this is this test People failed, like grand majority pay, failed. So it's a step towards that. If you fail, I mean, it's probably the same thing with cars, right? Yeah. The, the scary thing is if you fail with a car, you're bound to hurt someone. True. But if you fail in a motorcycle, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And that's uh, your life on the yeah, line. Yeah. So we, it's really important to educate people. So Ride PH, Otterbox, it's about timing. We got into that right at the end of like the Nokia era. And yeah. me and my partners, one of my partners is like, a, he's like a black belt. Another one does triathlon, uh, like triathlons. And I like riding motorcycles. And we, there was nothing in the market that supported our lifestyles, right? Yeah. Urban Rugged Gear, the, the name of the, the brand that we, we set up, Urge. Uh, dot ph and we just really bought stuff that we liked and we've got a lot of other partners and we started out with ten thousand dollars no no maybe like about three hundred thousand pesos dude uh, you guys are everywhere yeah and that was about eight years ago nine years ago we had no idea what we were doing we were the first in the world to open up a kiosk yeah. Like I was like, why are we opening up a kiosk to sell cases? That's ridiculous. Dude, We're wasting money. Yeah. Let's just go distribute stuff. That kiosk made more money than all of the doors we were selling to. And it was direct. cash on hand. Yep. You and got the it. brand recall is there. Yep. You got it. Like, oh, so Otterbox right there. We were, uh, I think, I'm not sure if we still are, but like we were number one in the region for wow. a long while. I agree. I agree with that because the Philippines mobile, mobile whatever capital of the world. Yeah, and it's a great product, strong, clear value proposition, and quality, and I mean, quality. Yeah. yeah, warranty support, the works. We're now in like a hundred plus doors. We bring in Bang Bang and Olufsen also now. Wow. So we've got some stores there. 
I cannot take any credit for the success because I'm a, like a board member. Yeah. I help out here and there. It's really my partners and going back to good partners, these guys. Yeah, so rough. that's what I want to know. You always have to seem that knack to be in the right place at the right time or be ahead of the curve and then it's going to get to that direction. How it sucks being ahead of the curve though. <laughs> Correct, but yeah. there, because there's growing pains all the time. There's yeah, a learning it's... curve, there's growing pains. But eventually it pans out when people don't even get to that point sometimes. How did how do you find the right partners and where do you, do you even that's a hustle in itself. How did you network as I said you said earlier about the JCI thing. But that be, that's a talent, bro. Like this is it's not easy to be surrounded with the right people. That's first of all that's going to be willing to work with you and and take a chance. Heck even just do something that's going to be meaningful. You know, because some people, even if you look at their most immediate network, they're surrounded with redundancy. Like, for example, if you're in a medical family, you're surrounded with, oh, okay, my tito is a nurse, my tita is a nurse, my mama is a nurse, you know? But how, how did you build that? That's amazing. Um, that's a good question. And the, the cop-out question would be, I'm just lucky and blessed. Right. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Uh, but the reality is you can get a lot done by being a nice guy. You can just don't be a dick, man. You do your job. You do your uh, over and above. Just don't yeah. disappoint. Yeah. Be honest. Have integrity. Don't fuck people over, right? Uh, and 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 people will want to work with you. It's and those, it's not like yeah. it's not like a golden like it's not a special sauce. It's yeah. it's, it's hard work. Be a good person, and 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 don't fuck people over. True, and I re I remember because sometimes we get to and I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm gonna make a little bit of money on the side on this one. It becomes more of what's in it for me first, rather than okay, let's let's help you, let's help yeah. you out. You know, and I remember the first time I met you, I was doing guestlist.ph. It's just a website. Kickstart told me that hey, you want to do an app, right? Talk to this guy, and I talked to you in one of what raided raid the fridges out there. It didn't seem like a dick, and some people are like, yeah, who are you? Fuck, like fuck you, you're an idiot. Some people give that notion. Now I get it. Now, if, if you're if you were like that towards me, I was a very young guy. My impression was probably us oh, partying all the time and whatnot. And if you were like that, then it would just open up a lot of doors, and you leave a right impression to them, and then people want to work with you. I I'm not quick to make assumptions. Yes. Right. I I, I like. I'm I'm always curious. I'm always curious about like how executives live their lives, what they do, what are their hacks, like what you're doing, right? I'm, uh, we spent a lot of time of you showing me what you're doing because I'm naturally like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm curious about like um, your, your, your adventure in life, which yeah. was a really, I mean, difficult, arduous climb to where you are now. And I'm impressed. I am impressed by people's merits and achievements and skills. 
be it like uh, Charlie Pao, yeah, or Ronster, yeah, or even that 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 third generation scavenger in, in Smoky Mountain who's now working in GK, yeah, these all blow me away, right? Uh, a nanai who's successful in growing her business blows me away and yeah. i think i can learn from sari sari stores obviously oh i i think i can teach them more because right. my exposure and and being hashtag blessed yes uh, <laughs> allows me to uh uh teach and share but everybody has value I, yeah. I i i i really believe in that so guys again take note of this because sometimes before you even throw or close the door, you know, you just gotta give that person a chance and don't be quick to judge because yeah, yeah. you'll never know what's in front of you. And actually lend an ear, lend a hand. And then it, it cost me nothing to be a nice person. There you are. Right. God bless you, Eva. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hope I'm a nice person. Yeah. I'm a bit of a slob. I'm, 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 I'm no, but this a little hustle is. And look at look at you! Like you're doing so many things at the same time. Which again, let's go back okay. to that topic. Um, how do you manage to get by? So you're doing VR, right? Which is totally awesome. I've seen your work in Ayala Museum. A little tidbit: my my mom. I told you about this. My mom worked for Ayala Foundation for 17 years. All of those people are my titos and titas. That's I know awesome. them by default. <laughs> so it's like it goes close for so long. My playground before was the museum, the old old G museum. I will run around those dioramas and whatnot. I love that the yeah. old museum. Yeah, and to see your work and retelling Philippine history and immerse yourself, I got goosebumps. Me putting on those VR headsets, seeing Rizal being killed or being the foot of Rizal and whatnot. That was crazy. By the way, you guys can check this out. Eva, just curious, so for those people that want to check it out, are, is it still available in the Yale Museum? It's there forever. There you go. Um, as long as those VR headsets hold up. So we're swapping them out there constantly because there's a ton of... I never expected that many people <laughs> to be using that VR headset. So we're just like constantly updating the yeah. software, the user experience. Yeah. We're just keeping... We keep on making it better and better and better. Wow. So again, take, going back to that, Eva, how do you manage your time? How, you're, you're now doing primarily v, VR, but what's your hack like to, to be on top of everything and still make sure that you're, you're, you're in the right direction majority of the time? So of course, having the right partners is a big, big, yeah. big, 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 big factor in there. But how do you still get involved? My thinking has always been two things. One... You gotta like the people you work with. True. Right? You gotta you gotta trust them. They gotta be like culture is a huge very, very important thing. Yeah. If you surround yourself with people that you like, people who have the same mores and values as you do, then it attracts more like minded people. Reputation is also very important. You gotta, you gotta take care of that. You yeah. gotta care about the optics. Some people are devil may care, and I learned that the hard way. Before I was like, "Fuck, like I don't care. I'm gonna speak my shit out on Facebook, and I'm gonna rant." <laughs> Hindsight 2020, I was like, "Dude, I was a fucking idiot. What are you doing? 
you just you're just killing yourself out there too. Everybody has problems, but you don't have to rant like a fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, I will type out rants. Yep. Right. But then I think about. I always take a breath before. Yeah. I act. I never. I'm rarely angry. Um, yeah. But when I am. You don't press the send button. I don't press the send button. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big skill to do because people are too quick to pull that trigger all the time. Yeah, yeah. and then that's where fights happen, bickering, keyboard warrior shit, and all that. And I, you gotta do it face to face. Yeah, you gotta do it face to face. So I'm from Hello. I mean, I mean, I'm not like born and bred. Yeah, but uh, I visit enough, and then I was in once in my grandparents' house and I, I heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, what's going on there? And then the person uh, I was chatting with was like, oh, may not discuss ba? And then I'm like, the, basically that's, oh, there's a discussion happening. And I'm like, what? And it's like, uh, basically we're having a, 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 a talk yeah. that results in conflict, which results in gunfire. Wow. <laughs> so if you, if you talk to a lot of Muslims in the Philippines. Yeah. And this is, this is gold, by the way. I, I have, I, I want to know so much yeah. about this because this is among Filipinos, the Muslim population is the most judged all the time. And knowing people like you just removes that stigma that Muslims, makes you judge them in a completely different no, no, it's way. Not, it's not, dude. It's, it's all about peace. Islam yeah, yeah. is all about peace. Right? Yeah. Who said that? Will Smith? Not, <laughs> or, no, and, no. And, and no, but, you know, yeah. like it's, it's true. It is. It is. It is. You know? Um, I want to shed light into this. So they're very... The scariest ones are the most soft-spoken. All right? Because imagine a place where you, everybody has a gun. So you're not going to be like, What's up, man? All right? All right. You're going to be like, uh, Hey, Ron, how are you doing? Because oh, <laughs> you, <don't> <laughs> you, you don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, wait, how did we get here? Um, we were talking about Islam, and then you, you, you having a conversation uh, so, or a discussion. So you gotta, you gotta be able to be chill. Absolutely. All right. Um, so how do I, how do I manage, manage your time? My time. So everything has kind of shifted. So my midlife crisis was saying yes to all of these businesses, yep. right? Uh, I'm, I've reversed. Like yeah. our, the VR thing has been growing 2.5x every year. I'm wow. just like, let's let's focus on this. But it's been a crazy three years, four years in yeah. VR. Did massive growth in B2C year one. So build the, our team was lean. Yeah. Because I don't want to do like a VPO. No, thing it's hard anymore. to manage a yeah. lot of people unless it's necessary. Unless it's necessary. Yeah. And I, so I, I like having a lean team. Yep. Which was geared towards B two B, a B two C distribution. I'm cardboard, was yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got man, our partners have uh, Joseph it handles manufacturing in China. Yeah. I mean, this guy rocks. Yeah. Uh, year two, it was like 50% enterprise, 50% B2C. So it changes drastically. So your sales uh, pitch, everything changes. Yep. Now, fast forward to the day, we are 
90% B2B and the mix is like 50% education, like training, HR, uh, and 50% uh, marketing and advertising and stuff like that. So if it was a normal company and I did not have all of those crazy experiences. No, no, nothing can prepare you for it. We would have closed. Yeah. But it's the same, almost the same people since day one. Yeah. But also if we hadn't been lean and like navigated the the coral reefs and all the... It would have fallen through the cracks. We could, but... Yeah, uh, so that's 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 what's been keeping me busy. Wow, virtual reality training. And that's how about the other stuff? How do you spend time with that? Like you know, the right pH is there. There's OtterBox in, in in the side, and then you do the Shenzhen thing that I have no idea how you got to that thing that you do every yeah. once in a while. Like again, go re- goes back to your geeky nature. So it's context shifting. That's the most difficult thing, right? Yeah. So if you want to focus on something, you have to create zones of focus. Uh, If you're a developer and I'm asking you to develop like this thing and then three hours later, I'm asking you to work on another part that you're, you're ruining the groove, you're ruining the rhythm, you're ruining everything. So it's about creating buckets of time. Uh, for me, I can break up like Mondays, that's VR, I am cardboard day. Uh, Tuesdays, that's where I have uh, SME solutions, SARI, anything to do with ERPs. So you have that routine yeah. and you, you, you reserve that for X amount. Yeah. And you mentioned even Sundays is like your busiest. It's true. Uh, so <laughs> it also helps. Actually, the, the, forget everything else I said. It also helps that we have no kids. Okay. Uh, we're, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good decision to have, especially. Yeah. We're, 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 I, would, I think I would change completely if I had kids. Absolutely. Uh, True. Uh, I would not be... As much of a risk taker yeah, as you are now. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're dinks. We're dual income, no kids. Yeah. And my overhead is like... I, was telling you, I didn't know about that acronym before. Dinks. Dual yeah. income, no kids. Yeah. Uh, dinks. Wow. I, I like that word. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, you have a lot of freedom. And I know that... I mean, Is that I, a I can choice make... that you guys like d- decided? or? Yeah. My parents are big on planning, right? Mm. So, honestly, I don't feel that I could... Like with, I, I mean, like I'm ready. Like yeah. I, I would just get irritated with my like, kids for breaking, yeah, for breaking my toys. Like yeah. I, 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 I know I'm 40, but I still feel really immature. Sure, sure. Like, I, like I would ruin <laughs> the lives of these little people, right? Yeah. So I like being the tito. Okay. Um, Same. So yeah, n- no kids, and my overhead is 25 grand a month. Wow. Right, I could live off twenty five grand a month. Wow, so I'm, yeah. So that that those two factors and the fact that I, I, I probably if I everything turns to shit, yeah. If everything fucks up, yeah. 
Like a mighty clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, if I go viral for some stupid reason yep, and, yep. And, and everybody's like, oh, I, have, I don't want anything to do with, <laughs> with Eba. Bye, your reputation gone. I can always go home. Yeah. Right? Because I'm lucky. I'm Again, hashtag blessed. Yep. Um, aside from dual income, no kids, I'm really lucky that I don't have to worry about supporting anybody else by, but myself and my wife. Well, my wife makes income, so myself. So I'm lucky that I can be selfish. Yeah. And take these risks. Not many people have that have privilege. That privilege. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I had to worry about supporting and taking care of people, I would probably just stick to one path, right? Yeah. Or maybe two paths. The more secure path. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, what am I doing today? Yeah. And that's right? exciting too. It is. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love my life. I, I love creating. Um, it allows me to think about customer success and quality mm-hmm. more than it does margins. Absolutely. And real adding real value. Yeah. Because in a different scenario where... And you got to provide the main metric it's not value right away it's always like all right i gotta pay shit tomorrow i i, I gotta make x amount because you know, and, and there's some tough decisions you need to make even if you have good values and i'm also tired of the bullshit, right, right. i can't i can't do a board meeting anymore when i'm talking about these fucking numbers <laughs> right and, and, and i know it's bullshit. so which is why everything yeah. that we're i'm also lucky that everything that we're doing now it's in line uh, with what you like. It's also self. It's self-funded. Wow. Right. Almost. Almost. Um, because it allows us to be a lot more nimble yeah. and cuts out the bullshit. True. So bullshit take is a is an efficiency drain. True. Politics is an efficiency drain. I I totally agree because the more people you have in the boat, the more shit you gotta fuck up with. Yeah. Right, and I totally agree. But again, it's a case-to-case uh, scenario. But dude, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you very much. But before we let you go, um, why don't you invite people over to to check out your main hustle and then stuff that you guys do and whatnot? Um, yeah, yeah. So my drop by uh, the Ayala Museum. We are we've created a time machine that Gosh. takes you back in time and lets you experience what. Our national heroes uh, experienced. If you are anywhere else around the world, check out IamCardboard.com. Uh, we do we create VR headsets, uh, and if you are walking distance from here, swing by Podium, drop by our Bang and Olufsen store. There you go. <laughs> All right, and again, check out Otterbox. If you see that Otterbox, you got to think of Eba. <laughs> there you go. Again, thank you, Eva, for going to uh, to, to, to this episode. And welcome again to Thanks, Hustle Ron. Share. And I'll check you guys out in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>